Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector Kevin Kane, back with some more creepy stories for the Midnight Hour. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I'm pretty excited because this show is now available on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, and I believe it's on Apple Radio now. So it's expanding, and I'm very excited about that. And to any new listeners, I'd like to invite you to my website, myhunteddolls.com. I've written a lot of books out there, mostly supernatural some non-fiction books about my haunted dolls and items in my collection from my investigations. And there's a book out there about my haunted neighborhood where I grew up. And there are some supernatural novels based on some of my items and some of my investigations that inspired those stories. So get your autographed copy today at myhaunteddolls.com. And I'm excited to announce that I now have a merchandise store at redbubble.com. Now, you can find the link on my website, myhaunteddolls.com. It's on the home page and in the shop. But you can go there now. And I have several designs with the myhaunteddolls.com logo and with images of my first haunted doll, Patty. And my book, My Haunted Collection, Uh, you can get t-shirts, you can get coffee mugs, hats, there's even a wall clock, there's a tote bag, just all kinds of things, just, you know, dozens of things out there you can buy with those, with those designs for myhaunteddolls.com. So please be sure to check that out and support our, our uh, investigations and what we do here. So, now, without further ado, I want to get on to our episode, because I have a couple of more grisly, creepy stories to share. Now, let's get on with the business. This first story I'm about to share with you, that really gave me the creeps, because who knew you could come up with such a terrifying story? just based on a simple piece of furniture you'd find in anyone's house. This story is called The Human Chair. Hello. What you are about to hear will shock you. I need to confess the strange and terrible crime I have committed, and I can't bear to keep my secret any longer. I beg you not to stop listening. For years I have hidden myself away from the world. You see, I am hideously ugly, too ugly to describe. You would be shocked and horrified at the sight of my face. 
I was a miserable and wretched creature because I never knew love. I never felt the affectionate touch of a hand or the warm feeling of a pair of lips brushing against mine. I was a carpenter by trade, and I worked all day in a factory, making furniture. My specialty is making chairs. My skilled hands carved the wood, screwed the pieces together, fashioned the backrests and armrests, and did the upholstery, patting the cushions and sewing the covers. As I worked, I felt like an artist creating a great masterpiece. When my chairs were finished, I would always test them out to make sure they were comfortable. It gave me a great thrill to imagine all the different people who would sit on the chair that I created. Unlike me, they had wonderful, happy lives. They had someone they loved and who would love them back. Every time I thought of them, I felt nothing but misery and despair. One day, I was designing a new type of chair, and as I worked, a very strange idea began to take form in my mind. I changed the design and made a hollow space inside. It was a cavity large enough to fit a human body. Of course, I had to take out a lot of the wooden framework and the springs inside. The knees would be just below the seat. The head and upper body would be inside the backrest. Someone could sit inside the chair and no one would ever know that they were there. I left a small space for supplies like food and drinks and I even included a little potty for pee and poo. By the time I was finished, the chair had become a miniature home. I stripped off my clothes and climbed inside the chair. Can you imagine how strange that felt? It was a tight fit, but I managed to get used to it after a while. I was in complete darkness, but I could hear what was going on around me. I heard my colleagues walking around the factory looking for me. They had no idea that I was right under their noses. After a while, some delivery men loaded me into a truck and transported me to a furniture store. They put me on display in the middle of the shop floor and left me there. I was perfectly concealed, and nobody was any the wiser. I was like a crab or a turtle, but instead of a shell, I had my chair. 
Almost as soon as I arrived, customers started testing out the chair. I can't tell you how many unknown bottoms sat down on me. Some of them had big, fat bottoms like a jellyfish, and others had thin, bony bottoms like a skeleton. Some had firm buttocks like a horse, and others had chubby buttocks bouncing up and down on me like a rubber ball. It was an amazing feeling. I could feel the warmth of their flesh through the material. Their shoulders rested against my chest, and their arms and hands rested on mine. Not one of them suspected that the soft cushion they were sitting on was actually little old me. Previously, because of my grotesque and disturbing appearance, people had always recoiled at the sight of me. But now my skin was virtually touching theirs through a thin layer of cloth. Hidden inside the chair, I imagined myself hugging them, kissing them, and wrapping my arms around them in a passionate embrace. Of course, it was a strange sort of existence. After spending so long inside the chair, sitting in the same position, my muscles started to wither away. I could barely move, and my body was crooked and bent. I was folded up like a contortionist, but I didn't care. All I could think about was the exquisite feeling of having people sit on me. One day, somebody bought my chair. The delivery men picked me up, put me in the back of a van, and brought me to the home of a nice family. They put me in their living room, facing the TV. And within days, every member of the family had sat on me at least once. I was in heaven. But there was one member of the family I loved more than all the others. This person was very special to me. And as time went on, I began to fall in love with them. I couldn't help myself. Whenever they sat down on me, I tried to make my knees as comfortable as possible for them. Whenever they leaned back on me, I would embrace them warmly and make them nice and snug. When they felt tired, I would move my knees back and forth, gently rocking them to sleep. You may think I was mad, but I was madly in love with this person. I became obsessed with them, and I longed for them to return my feelings. I reached the point where I felt that if only they knew I was there, 
they might fall in love with me too. The person loved to read, so I came up with a cunning plan. I wrote my own story and submitted it to a website they frequented. By now, you've probably guessed who I am talking about. That's right. It is you. I have been in your home for so long. You've probably forgotten where I came from. Every night, I crawl out of the chair and sneak upstairs to watch you sleep. I can't bear to be away from you for a moment. I love you, and I think you could love me too if only you saw me. Now, after you finish hearing this, please turn around and look at me. I'll be waiting. Don't be afraid. Come and sit down on my knees. I miss your touch. That story is going to make you think next time you go and sit down on your favorite chair, (laughs) your favorite recliner in your den or living room. Just imagine if someone was actually hiding inside, dreaming of embracing your body. Oh man, this is a story that can cause some paranoia. (laughs) Before we get on to our second story, I'm just excited and to notice that this is episode number 99, which means that next episode will be episode number 100, our 100th episode, and it's only taken, what, four years to get here? (laughs) Uh, And I shall be here for that 100th episode before this month of June 2023 is over, so stay tuned for that. i got to pick some good stories for that. And speaking of good stories, this second story is a really good, creepy ghost story. And from what I understand, it might just be a true story. It takes place in Hawaii, a beloved vacation spot for many in this world. I wonder if it still will be after you hear this. It's called Dead in the Water. There is a small village on the island of Hawaii called Ola. Nobody would ever guess the terrible secret this village holds. Following the accidental drowning of a young boy many years ago. Today, the tragedy still haunts the villagers and their children. Back in 1947... A group of kids were playing on the banks of a deep pond outside the village. One boy accidentally tripped over a log and fell into the water with a splash, 
before any of the other children could react. The boy sank beneath the water's shimmering surface. For a few moments, they waited for him to resurface, but there was no sign of him. Horrified, they ran back to the village to get help. Some local men came as fast as they could and dived into the pond, searching for the young boy. They were terrified by what they found. The boy was sitting on a rock at the very bottom of the pond. His arms were hanging down by his sides, and his body was swaying back and forth with the currents. His eyes were wide and his mouth was hanging open, but he was dead in the water. The eerie sight sent shivers down the spines of the men who had dived in to save him. They were deeply disturbed and said it was such an unusual way to drown. It was as if the boy had calmly sat down on the rock and waited there to die. They retrieved the corpse and dragged it onto the bank of the pond. Everyone who lived in the village was saddened by the tragedy. But after the funeral, they tried to put the strange death behind them. Afterwards, bizarre rumors began to spread around the area. In the middle of the night, villagers would hear unexplained screams and cries coming from the direction of the pond. At first, they tried to tell themselves that the haunting cries were just caused by the wind blowing through the tall trees. However, as time went on, some people started to report disturbing experiences. Whenever people walked past the pond at night, they would feel something reaching out and trying to grab their feet. Many villagers believe that the ghost of the drowned boy lurked beneath the dark waters of the pond. They said that at night he would come to the surface cold, wet, and shivering, his icy hands clutching at unsuspecting victims and trying to pull them into his watery grave. According to the rumors, he was trapped in this world by accident, and the only way he could escape was to find someone else to take his place at the bottom of the pond. One day, a boy was out walking with his father, when they passed by the haunted pond. The boy picked up some stones and skimmed them across the surface of the water. Suddenly, the boy screamed out in terror. Something was holding his leg and dragging him into the pond. The boy clawed at the earth, trying to hold on, 
but it was no use. Before his father had a chance to grab hold of him, the boy was pulled down into the watery depths. The desperate father jumped into the pond and tried to find his son, but there was no trace of him. Minutes later, he dived deeper and finally located the young boy. He was sitting on a rock on the bottom of the pond, arms placidly at his side, eyes and mouth wide open, swaying gently to and fro in the current. The father grasped his son and pulled him up to the surface. He made his way to the edge of the pond, dragging his son behind him like a dead weight. Luckily, the father had taken some courses in first aid, and there on the bank, he was able to perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on his son. The man did everything he could, and finally, just when he was about to give up, he saw his son's chest rise and fall, and the boy coughed up all the water in his lungs. The boy was alive. After that, all of the parents in the village warned their children to stay away from the pond. A priest was brought in to bless the waters, and the local people felt that would put an end to the haunting. However, on particularly dark nights, when the evening skies were as black as ink, Those who lived closest to the pond claimed that they could still hear the boy's terrifying cries, his ghastly screams. Some say that he will never find peace. Nowadays, nobody dares to venture close to the pond, and every child in the village knows the story of the drowned boy. No one knows when the ghost will once again grow restless and try to claim another young life. So the best thing is to stay far away. So next time you plan your trip to Hawaii and you stumble across a creepy pond outside of a village, might want to steer clear of it so you don't get your little feetsies grabbed and yanked into the murky depths by the ghostly dead boy. (laughs) And that was a good creepy story to end the night with. So now I'm going to go ahead and tune in. uh, end our episode we've already tuned in (laughs) so now we're going to bring it to an end but once again please visit myhaunteddolls.com follow the links to my youtube channel my haunted dolls and also uh, check out the books in the shop but please do visit the link to the red bubble merchandise store 
and shop, 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 buy, 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 and support what we do here at The Haunted Collection and My Haunted Dolls. So until the next time we meet again, enjoy your summer. Enjoy those roaring campfires sitting around roasting marshmallows and telling some good, scary stories. Spook each other out. But be careful of the darkness that lurks beyond the firelight. Watch out for those boogers that might get you. But by all means, have a happy haunting. Ha <laughs> ha